Yeah, cool. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Sport and Life. Thank you for hitting on the button. I'm feeling uh, very small today, but intrigued because <laughs> I'm on the sofa in my living room next to Joe Ballinger. You just, Ballinger, you like your surname? It pronounced? is, yeah, yeah. that's perfect. You've yeah. actually nailed it there. Like, like Salinger, <laughs> the, uh, the author. The way around <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to see you, mate. You are a bodybuilder extraordinaire. And I said I was fascinated to speak to you just because I've never known anyone in this, this industry. And it's, yeah. it's called Sport and Life, the podcast. And it's interesting because you said your, your background was kind of sport as well, rug, rugby initially. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, well, I've always been into sports from a very young age, cricket, rugby, football, golf, swimming, cross country. So very sporty from a very young age. Um, and then I guess as you get older, you kind of need to, you can't be good at them all. <laughs> so, you know, I went down the rugby route and I played um, played rugby in the National Leagues um, for yeah. old Partisans around this area. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was kind of where... Where I started my kind of sporting, you cha- you changing base. positions. You said as you got bigger, with the, the <laughs> yeah. So I started off um, playing on the wing, and then as I got bigger, I moved slowly in and in, and I ended up at inside centre. Did you was, find it? Did you slow down with the extra weight? Was oh, it's, or just it's hard less, to say because agile, more weight but more power. So I don't think like, I don't think I really slowed down. If anything, I maybe got a bit quicker. Yeah. Because in like, obviously now I'm bigger and heavier than like I was. Straight line speed once you get going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And as I was always still kind of quick out the blocks as well because I had a little bit of power in the legs but um, I never like obviously with rugby I was training to be functional yeah. so even though I was bigger I was still training for speed power and, and all that kind of stuff so it wasn't just get big and well, I suppose the team would probably want you in the midfield when you're that big to, to yeah, bat, yeah, yeah. To bat when I was, holes I was as well. playing I think I was about 18 stone when I was playing at 12 yeah. and um it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was <laughs> and a lot now, of fun. But now you're up to, we're trying to work it out because we're doing it in kilograms and pounds and I was trying to work out what it would be in stone and pounds because I yeah. still work, work old school. So it was like, like 19 and a half. 19, so. Yeah, 19, yeah. Four or something we were working yeah. out. You're about, you're about that. But you, your target's 300 pounds, which is... 300 pounds, yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen this year. nearly 21 year. stone. It might, it might happen this year, but it'll be more towards the end of the year. So obviously I'm in off-season at the moment. Um, for you guys that don't don't know, like in bodybuilding, we have on season, which is kind of like our competitive yeah. number of months where we're getting ready for competitions and things like that. And that that tends to be when you're we're dieting, doing cardio, yeah. and coming down in body fat. And so while we're doing that, our body weight will. Come so is it's well. is summer the the main season then? No, like it, it's weird with bodybuilding. It's kind of just thinking about people in their trunks generally. Yeah, like pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, there's like we, there's shows year round. Um, and it's it's also it, it depends which country you're in as well because throughout the countries you have different shows different yeah. times of the year. Um, largely, I knew, I usually compete between April and sort of October time. Yeah, that's kind of generally when I've competed. That's kind of like my history of competing. Sure. Uh, like this year, my competition is going to be July the twenty fifth, which is a regional qualifier because you have to qualify to then go to the British finals. Okay. The goal is to go to the British finals, win my class. Then go on to the overall, so all of the class winners go through to kind of like uh, an overall finals, mm. and then go and beat all of them as well. <laughs> so where, where, where is the re- where's the regional? Where's the regional? Yeah, the regional is in um, Lee Valley, which is in London. I think. Oh, okay, East so it's just London. south generally, is it? Yeah, rather so, than well, no. So this one's yeah, southwest or they're, they're all over the shop to be honest. But most of the, the federation I compete in is called Two Bros, and that is the feeder into the IFBB yeah. and again for any of you guys that don't know the IFBB is the International Federation of Bodybuilding and that is where for example Arnold Schwarzenegger competed so if you don't know him then well, I, don't know, I don't know what to say is he a, is he a hero but for you? He, he, he? Oh, he's an absolute idol he, I think he's an idol for everyone in the bodybuilding game you know he paved the way for bodybuilding and you know with his character with his training styles the, yeah. with, with his demeanour on stage and 
and his size that he brought to the stage. He was, you know, you know, the start of you know bringing something bigger. Because he was a pro- obviously became a Hollywood star, and he was a proper showman when he was a bodybuilder. Yeah. You could see that that journey that he made is kind of connected. Mm. Yeah, and he was he was always a showman on stage as well, wasn't he? And I think yeah. having that kind of level of just being chilled out, it doesn't have to be so serious. Like, don't get me wrong, I take all of my training and everything serious, but I like to enjoy the process. <laughs> there are guys, I remember I competed last year in Portugal and I was backstage with some of the guys, we were getting tanned up and I remember like, I'm really, I'm really social guy and I'm like, oh, hey guys, how's it going? And a lot of people will chat and then so I remember this one guy, he was, I think he was like from Saudi or something like that and he was, he's this massive guy and I was like, all right, bud, how's it going? How was your prep? And he just looked at me. Really? Just gave me a stare and just looked back on like, okay. <laughs> so he took, okay. So he took, so he tweaks it like you're fighting, you're in a fighting yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, yeah, he's probably in the zone, so that's totally cool. Like when I'm on, when I'm on stage, I get in the zone, but yeah, I, I feel like the more I enjoy it, the, the better I yeah. look and present But that's funny is it just to say when we're, when we're tanning up, it's quite, quite strange to come from a rugby like macho background. Yeah, because well, like, I had that a little bit with working in TV, <laughs> you have to get makeup and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's always that disconnect and my daughter finds it hilarious that it, sometimes I've got makeup funny, on like, shirt. With bodybuilding, like there's, there's so many things that we do that the public will think, what the hell is that? <laughs> like bodybuilding is one of a kind sport. It's so different and almost weird in a way some of the things we do you know we starve ourselves we do excessive amounts of of exercise mm. you know we can't go out on certain social situations and occasion things when we're dieting yeah it's very it can be restrictive at times you can't go out because you don't want the temptation is that why um, or just because you yeah I, fatigue I, I as well you're saying so. you don't want to tie yourself out. yeah i mean obviously when you're on really low food as well you don't want to be marching around wasting energy kind of doing other things and don't get me wrong this is only in the on-season competitive yeah um, sort of phase like in off season a lot of bodybuilders like to relax a little bit more still follow a structured diet obviously but yeah. the food's much higher and um just basically this is the time when you know you spend time with your loved ones yeah um see your friends all those kind of things and stuff so obviously you can still see your friends on prep it's just <laughs> everything is more difficult so when, when you're on prep when is the regional <laughs> when is the regional 26th of july so that's about 22 weeks from yeah. now so I will start prepping about 4 or 5 weeks so is that the regional for the south of England is it is it's like basically there's about I think 4 or 5 regionals yeah and you have to come top 6 in a regional to qualify for the finals okay so um, I can't imagine I wouldn't come top 6 the, the goal the goal is to go actually win the regional win the overall at regional yeah. and the British finals the week after and then go and win the overall at that oh so the British is literally a week after week after yeah yeah so, so, they, can't, so there's no time to suddenly like I don't need I don't train. need time because no. I'll, be, I'll be ready yeah I'll be ready and I'll bounce straight into it the next week yeah. like, there's some there's one in two weeks for example and I know a couple of guys who are doing that but I, personally I don't like the idea of getting ready for that show and then having to wait no you know four or five months because you're, you're trying to again. peak are you really, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly that yeah know, I won't peak for the regional yeah. I'll look good for the region, but we're not going to do like a, like we have things like carb loading, water loading, all those kinds of things, different mm. manipulation tactics and things we use right at the end to really suck you in and get you super, super tight. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these practices can... But are you dehydrated, are you, at that point? Yeah, 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 hugely. And a lot of these practi- practices can be deemed as somewhat unhealthy. Like, it's not... It's not... So much like making weight in boxing. Yeah, or, exactly. Or that. It's, it's, or not, it's not healthy at the end of the day. It's, you know, you're starving your body to get it into a specific state for a certain reason, a certain yeah. time. Um, but, you know, obviously we get there, we hold it for that period of time and then sort of 
as soon as you get off stage, you know, banging in the water. How, how odd is that in. for you, though, that general thing of, of almost making yourself weaker because you're used to coming from a rugby background. And you did powerlifting as well, where you yeah. kind of maximise yeah, your so, strength and how you feel. So I was a powerlifter as well back in the day. Like I mentioned to you earlier, I was a British European and world powerlifting champion. It's amazing. At the age of 19, and I broke a British... British record in the deadlift. So that's kind of, like I said, where my base of strength came the from. The deadlift is like almost the acid <laughs> test of strength. Yeah, well, it, it? it is. And um, yeah, so just from then, that's kind of when I moved into bodybuilding and that's where we are now. But is it because the difference with powerlifting is you, you were the champion. It was kind of black and white, right? Yeah. You, you could just powerlift this weight and if you could lift more weight than the other guy, you win. It's black and white, isn't it? Whereas with the, with the bodybuilding, there's a subjective fact you have to go it's, in front of judges. How difficult was that transition psycho- psychologically? Well, I won my first show, so I don't even mind. <laughs> no, no. But do you, <laughs> like, you like that thing? Impressing, yeah, impressing well, to be honest, like you said about the whole feeling of, like, I came from rugby background, you know, lads, 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 yeah. all that kind of stuff. So the idea of standing on stage in my pants was like, <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's not my vibe. And it was, they're, pro- they're not even regular pants, are they? No, they're, 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 yeah, they're like little thongs, little little small <laughs> pants. So, you know, I got on stage and uh, luckily, well, not luckily, I'd obviously worked hard, but I won my first show and that kind of catapulted me into the industry. And from there, um, I started to build my name within the industry over the next few years. Yeah. And now I've built my career and my business around the whole thing. So it's been really, really rewarding. I think if anything, if like anything, if you work hard at it, you can really achieve what you want to achieve mm. you know a lot a lot of especially bodybuilding massively down to genetics yeah um you think that do you, you sort of realize that oh, yeah hugely down to genetics and i'm not blessed with the best genetics they're all right mm. but i think if if you have a i was gonna swear then if you have a, <laughs> yeah. if you have a well, you can, i don't think it's yeah if, if you have a very no good if you have a very very good work rate then and you work hard you know i think hard work can outwork yeah. genetics how so but presumably in bodybuilding, a lot of people who have the genetics for it wouldn't even know it because they wouldn't be doing yeah, it. Yeah, no, exactly yeah. that. And then you get some freaks who do have the genetics, who do work hard, and those guys are just unreal. Yeah. Unreal. And those guys are just, uh, you know, they're at the peak of the What, peak of the what made you leave powerlifting then at that point when you were British, British champion? Um, were you world champion as well, you said? Yeah, British, European and world. Is that because um, you'd reached it, the, the summit? It's got... It's hard to say, really. You know, I could have carried on because we did it at, when we were at school or we were just leaving sit form. We we started a powerlifting club. Or one of my old school teachers, he yeah. started a powerlifting club because he um, he was a bodybuilder himself. So he got a grant. He kept hounding the headmaster <laughs> and we got a grant. We got all this kit with squat racks, deadlift bars and, and benches and everything. And we did. We had like trials at school. But you must be com- competing against. I'm just thinking it's a stereotype. But, you know, you played rugby and all the yeah. guys, rugby guys I speak to talk about the Pacific Islanders when they come in, how much they can lift. And- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just natural, like people like Manu Tuolangi. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And that that's the same as when I get on stage, and you know, you see um, a lot of the guys from from different countries, mm. uh, like Nigerian and stuff like that. They've got these genetics, these higher fast twitch muscle fibers, mm. and they're just they're born to build muscle. Yeah, you know, and you can see they've just got deep muscle bellies, and they just. It's hard. Well, I'd say Joshua always talks about it, doesn't he? It's, that's yeah. his Nigerian heritage. Yeah, that's his, his it. genetics. You know, because he, you know, he, look, he looks like a bodybuilder, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he's got great muscle bellies, he's in shape, you know, and he's, I imagine if he did bodybuilding, he'd be pretty bloody good yeah, at it. Yeah, would be, yeah. You know, obviously yeah. he's doing high, loads of cardio, so he's not even looking to get big. <laughs> but do you know, that's what I mean by genetics. He looks that way without even trying. Mm. Like, obviously, don't get me wrong, he trains crazy hard, but I mean trying in terms of bodybuilding. Yes, yes, yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah, specifically. But yeah, it's uh, genetics is a huge so part power, of So you reach like that top, that, that level in powerlifting yeah. and thought, you know, I don't want to try and stay at the top of this. Yeah, this well, another thing, on. I went to uni that year as well. That oh, was okay. the year I went to university and 
I they there was no powerlifting club, um, and I remember going to the guys at the uni, and they said, look, if you want to do a powerlifting club, you have to start it yourself. Mm. So I looked at doing that, and there wasn't a lot of interest. So um, I carried on lifting, but you know, stopped competing. And does do, a standard gym does it have the equipment for a powerlifting, or is it not heavy enough? Uh, yeah, no, a standard gym should because realistically, you really need a bar and mm. uh, some weight plates. <laughs> really, of, yeah, yeah. It's not like we need crazy <laughs> machines or anything. We've got to pick the weight up. Yeah, because what because powerlifting is uh, deadlift, squats, yeah, and squat bench, bench squat bench dead. Yeah, so it's the three. That's the three moves, and then like Olympic lifting is yeah. like clean and jerk and snatch. So that's a completely different sort of profession so would you when you're doing the, those three events was your back underdeveloped because you weren't doing any back exercises yeah well, if you de- if you de- just, we're still oh, deadlift we're, I suppose is yeah, everything de- yeah, deadlift yeah. is a heavy pull like that's using all your posterior chain muscles but also we're still we're not just doing those three we are doing accessory movements as well yeah. so we're doing other sort of you would call bodybuilding exercises just under different sort of rep schemes and stuff like that so it was all about just getting strong mm. really right. so was, was bodybuilding part of the plan back then or was it just something that no, you, hell you no. saw on no, TV no no not at all like not at all like, even then I wasn't even that fussed about the way I looked mm. when I was when I was 19, 20 like I said to you a moment ago it wasn't <laughs> until I got went to uni nineteen twenty, and then it was like you know you want to look better for, for the girls and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. and then and it's kind of I guess from a not, like, not from a vain point but you know everyone's natural isn't it yeah, yeah it's natural you know natural instincts everyone at uni was doing the same thing we were all like right boys let's go down the gym which university were you at I went to Uick in Cardiff oh, I nice. think it's called Cardiff Met now so they changed the big name. sports university yeah it's huge and I played rugby down I remember fucking excuse me yeah, that's all right. I broke my nose in the first game really yeah so I missed the whole first year oh, man. Um, so that was a nightmare but um, it was an amazing experience I loved Cardiff it was so so good yeah you know, I met some amazing people and um, yeah, difficult place to take up bodybuilding at uni isn't it given the, uh, the amount it, of booze flying around yeah it was indeed fast, yeah. fast food and and that, you know, I, d- I definitely got stuck in in, uh, in <laughs> first year that's for sure but I actually went back to uni in, in when I was 24 in Gloucestershire and I did yeah. a strength conditioning degree and I didn't go out once really yeah <laughs> I, I did a fast track degree so I did it in two years I remember I contacted the guys and they were like oh you know we don't normally let people do this and I was like listen let me on I was like I promise you I'll get it done so I did a fast track two years there's three years in two yeah and then just smashed that and then University I, of Gloucestershire is in, Chel- in Cheltenham which yeah, campus, it, yeah campus, I, I went yeah. on no I was at Oxtall so Oxtall's is the sporting campus yeah um, and again I didn't I didn't play any sport didn't play any rugby there or anything I would have loved to but I was actually prepping for my first competition uh, yeah okay. so it Don't was kind injured of, or... yeah I didn't want well you can't I remember I was I was still playing at Old Pats at the time yeah and I was about eight ten weeks out or something from my first show and um, I was still rugby training playing rugby and then trying to diet down excuse me and so uh, much energy going yeah and rugby. then it got to the point where I was like I can't I can't do both and that <laughs> yeah. for me like I, I guess you needed to do that to realise right it's one or other yeah. so that's at that point I chose competing and I think the fact that I won my first show is why I carried on yeah. doing it you know I love because it's it was really hard. Like yeah. coming down into you know getting shredded and being in stage condition is difficult, especially the first time because you've never been there before. Yeah. You don't know what it feels like to be literally starving and you cannot eat anything. But you're trying to maintain muscle whilst losing fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it, which well, is, how how do you work which that is difficult. Out? You just have to you have to train hard. You have to log your lifts. I think that's a really really important part of training. Hmm. Um, you know, a lot of guys as they get. Um, let's say further into a diet phase they will go they'll start doing higher reps and lower weight for example because it's it's easier mm. if you have your log yeah, yeah generally as a bodybuilder do you do the kind of reps you'll be doing as a powerlifter or a strongman or do you do endurance reps um so i like to think we work between the rep ranges of eight to twelve that's a good hypertrophy rep range oh, okay. we do go lower than that 
on a day, for example, you're feeling. But you're strong. not doing like this. The strongman stuff would be sort of like three, four reps. Yeah, no, I mean that's not really massively conducive to building muscle. Yeah. However, from time to time, it is important because if you do do, for example, a two or three rep set, that's going to make your six to eight rep set feel lighter. Ah, so okay. it's ways of progressing your strength over a period of time. Yeah. So it's about periodizing the training. But eight so to twelve important. is almost a standard rep range for anyone going yeah. to the gym, isn't it, to build to build mm-hmm. a bit of size. Yeah, that would be like kind of an, an advised um, rep range. However, from a bodybuilding standpoint, you need to get strong over all rep ranges, really. I would say from 4 to 20, 25. Mm. If you're strong, even like a 20 set rep, like, sorry, a 20 rep set, a lot of people would think, oh, that needs to be light. Like, yeah. No, it doesn't. It's quite hard to calculate <laughs> how much you use for 20 reps, isn't yeah, it? But you, you know. Initially, it is, but then this is why the logbook's important. Yeah. Because you're locked, say you're on a leg press and you did 500 kilos and you wanted to do 20 reps and you did. 25 reps you'd be like right that wasn't heavy enough mm. so you'd put 520 on next time and then you get 21 yeah and then, do you not see what i mean so it's, the reps are important not just what the outcome of the physique is. yeah 100 yeah, but 100%. you think you think that rep range in terms of doing different workouts then helps your physique develop 100 yeah. so for example i'll have two maybe three rotations so at the moment i'm following the split of push pull legs in push we have our sort of upper body shoulders chest tricep movements in the pull it's more of the obviously back Mm. bicep movements and legs obviously legs um and i'll have two to three rotations for each one yeah so maybe on one rotation i will be working within sort of six to ten six to twelve rep range and on another rotation i'll be working on uh 12 to 15 15 to 20 rep range or they might have a bit of each. So the set one, set one on your leg press might be six to eight. Set yeah. two might be fifteen to twenty. And how long are you resting between the, <clears throat> the sets? Uh, we rest as long as we need. Yeah. To be able to give one hundred percent. Because in terms set. of developing strength, there's all this science now saying you could wait like five, ten minutes even between sets. Yeah, hundred like percent. Like we, I try not. I try not the standard thing is like in the gym, everyone's like, oh, two minutes between them. But you do yeah, that, and no, actually you don't. You yeah, can't no, often it, lift. Oh, them. Imagine you're doing a six hundred kilogram leg press set, <laughs> we yeah. don't want to think about that and, yeah. and you do that for 10 reps when you get off there you ain't doing anything again for yeah. at least five minutes I w- at I w- least five minutes i always laugh when i think of leg <laughs> press because I, like i mentioned to you before i went to loughborough university which is obviously a sports <clears throat> university and there was a, a gym a weights gym predominantly called power base right by yeah. our halls in our first year i went with my mate and i only i played football for the university yeah. but wasn't a weightlifter and he he was sort of like he wasn't even playing in the teams but he liked like going to the gym and stuff but he um he was he was there and a lady said to him, Oh, can you just lift this uh, bench this leg press up for me? And he got up to help. And she yeah. was an athlete, yeah. female athlete. And he got on there and tried to do it and couldn't, couldn't move it. it. Oh, and he had to go like sheepishly, his face went red and had to get on oh, and just no. uh, sidle away. Wits, I mean to be fair, she was obviously in a lot better shape than him than she was a, sprint, a sprinter or something yeah. like that. But that was a, that was an awkward moment when you're mix, oh, mixing in that kind of company with people of yeah, ridic- ridiculous weights. That's funny. I, th- I think definitely rep with uh, um, rest times it's important to just rest as long as you need mm. so that you can give 110 percent. and it's so important like with intensity because uh, i use low volume yeah. training so you don't actually feel you feel like oh that that was the right amount of time for me to feel good the next yeah the next so step. long as i'm like well i can go now yeah I'll, that, then i'll go you know yeah. if i'm still out of breath yeah, or yeah. I'm, I'm not ready to go again i won't go i'll yeah. go when i'm ready because you're not trying to condition yourself to to recover quickly anyway, are you? Because you're not, that's not, not, the, the, not you're essentially, not, you're not no. doing a strongman competition no, could, where you've got to lift boulders. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need to. I just need to look good. I don't even need to be strong. Yeah. I just need to look good. But the stronger I am, the better I'm going to look, if yeah. that makes sense. So because it's a byproduct. Because to put the bulk on that you want to put on, because you're talking 300 pounds, you need to yeah. be strong to lift that type of hundred percent, you know, you're not going to build muscle without load and resistance. Mm. So obviously the stronger you get progressively over time, the more muscle you're, you're generally going to build. Yeah. So yeah. 
So how did you find that like, the bodybuilding, the first thing is as well, like you said, being a lad as well, mm. is that sense of going in front of people and yeah. showing off your body. What was the psychology of that? Did you feel feel strange? When I first, first show, for example, um, I was really nervous. I was really excited, but really nervous. And I remember as soon as I got on stage, because I had about 30 of my mates came and watched, <laughs> I remember my number was 57, like, 57, 57. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I instantly, like, felt alive. I yeah. was like, wow, this is an amazing feeling, like a real, like, rush of endorphins. And yeah. and it was it was an amazing feeling. And then, obviously, winning as well, just like the cherry on top. So I just was just like, that was so much fun. And it was it made all of the hard work yeah. feel worth it. And I was like, you know, I suffered to get into that shape, but it was it was so worth it you know and from then on that's when i started getting into sort of fitness modeling and doing different things and a few yeah. magazines and stuff like that and um i just i loved it it's not not to say i loved the attention <laughs> i loved the journey if that yeah. makes sense and it kind of gave... so were you were you sort of um an exhibitionist young when you were younger do you think as a kid did you like sort of being Mate, in front of people doing things drama or whatever not re- not really i wasn't not but i wasn't essentially out there yeah no i was um I was always uh, a social guy, like I said, sport, sporty and stuff like that. But like my, it was my brother. He was he was the drama guy. Really, he was the drama guy. So he was always out there, you know, doing plays and performances and being like, you know, the the center of the party sort of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, it's, but we kind of we kind of were together really. He was definitely the drama guy though. But <laughs> so everyone at parties always me and him. Like, yeah, we'd be like, right, we're doing this drinking game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> leading yeah. the way. But no, like it's um, it definitely had a carryover into into the way I portray myself on stage now. And I just, I think the more confident you are on stage, just the better you look. So how many judges are there? D- depends on the show, usually f- four to six. Yeah. Yeah. And C- what, are, what, are they mark you, what criteria do they mark you on? Uh, again, it depends on the show, depends on the category. Yeah. Like in bodybuilding, for example, we'll be looking at things like balance, structure, proportions, condition, symmetry, um, posing, um, your overall package. So there's so many different it's things. Not your package. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. not not that package. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so, so so the sort of balance, the balance is is that you haven't just got massive arms and small legs. It's no, hundred percent. And it's not, it's not just who's the biggest wins. Yeah, like because like I said, things like balance and symmetry is so important. Like if you've got um, one leg bigger than the other, that you'll get marked down for that. Yeah. Or if you've got, you know, your your right chest is not as developed as your left is, you're going to get marked down for that. Or if you've got wonky abs, you're going to get marked down mm. for that. That's genetic. You can't do anything yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's just not as aesthetically pleasing as someone who hasn't got that. Yeah. And you know, so how does that feel? How does that feel to be judged like that? Does it feel <clears throat> bad? Or I guess it's. I th- do, you, no, do you not let it get to you? Don't worry about. No, it No, I much. think it's part of. We know what we're getting into, don't we? It's part and parcel of it, and yeah. it's you know we want to be judged. Yeah, we want to bring our best so that we can be judged and hopefully be. Well, it's funny because be people say, people say that they worry about society now for kids and stuff that there's this culture of comparison. But I guess it's, it's effectively what you're doing. But do you see it almost as like I'm doing the best I can do and <clears throat> not worry about the other guys? Yeah, hundred percent. But, but like like you said about um, society and stuff like that, that, I think there are because there's so many shows now at lower amateur level. Mm. A lot of people are competing because they see it on Instagram or social media and they think, oh, I'd like to do that without really thinking about what it takes yeah. to do so. I've seen people, friends, relationships split up, really? people lose their jobs, um, people get eating disorders. Yeah. So there's, there, is a, there is a definite dark side to it. Like, because, you get, because they get obsessed about the dieting yeah, side Yeah, 100%. It. And then... And then I've seen people binge after shows. I've I've done it myself on the mm. on the first show. Not not badly binge myself, but you know when you finish and you're like, mm. oh, I can do what I want. And yeah, then yeah. you lose that sense of 
I was working so hard for this for 16, 20 weeks and now it's gone. You're like, oh, what do I do now? Yes. It's kind of like, it was almost like, um, you know, when Tyson Fury was talking about um, his boxing, like when he, when he won his last big, big fight and he was yeah. like when, when he obviously went into his sort of depression zone he was like yeah. oh, I've done everything there is to do in 400 boxing. pounds wasn't he 20, yeah. 28 and a half stone and then that kind of I uh, can kind of relay with that with, with certain people in the industry that you know he felt like that because he'd done everything and then he's like oh what now okay yeah. I'll just eat everything do this and I'm not saying everyone goes off on a on a crazy binge but so many times especially with females they yeah. can ruin you know their, their hormonal makeup and things like that oh, and, yeah. and girls especially they put on fat so so quick mm. and you'll see a girl in stage condition really really lean yeah. and then literally two three weeks later you're like well because wow. women are naturally sort of what 12 14% body fat yeah at, right. best. more than that yeah more yeah, than that more than that 20% yeah, yeah, yeah. so 20, i think 20 plus i'd say so you think it's, a, it's unhealthy for <clears throat> for people to be that low body fat for a period of time yeah i mean you know girls can when they come down so much they, can, they lose their periods things mm. like that that's quite a common occurrence yeah. for people who get girls who get super lean and that can come back but it's got to come back over a long period of time of yeah. slowly bringing the food I suppose back you up. as a man, you're maximising your testosterone as well, aren't you, by doing yeah, so many yeah, weights yeah. as well. Uh, so you're almost elevating your yeah. masculinity. 100%, yeah, that's, that, that's <laughs> the goal. And then yeah. I guess it's different with girls. And it, it, I think, especially with coaching, like, it's weird because nothing in the fitness world is regulated from a coaching standpoint. Yeah. You know, I, I've got a degree in strength and conditioning. Um, I'm quite well, pretty well qualified to mm. coach people and tell them, how to do things but there's a lot of people who are suddenly now an online coach <laughs> quote unquote and you know they they have no educational background they've just seen a, a financial gain or just, here or they because it's so <clears throat> visual the industry they just look muscly so people think oh they just know what they're talking literally 100 percent. yeah just because you look good doesn't mean you, you know how to you know manipulate calories and things like that with with with, with boys and girls getting on yeah. stage and that's that's very different as well with regards to coaching girls and boys and there's no like there's no governing body to it. So it's a, it's a criteria different for men and women in terms of what the aesthetic that the judges are looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, obviously they, they also get judged on, depending on what category, like bikini, for example, they will get judged on their face, their hair. Mm. Like we, we don't get judged no, on that. No. Um, but yeah, they have, there's different categories, like for example, wellness, which is a relatively new category. They get judged on largely their, their glutes and legs. And like yeah. from the back, they don't even get judged on their back. They can keep their hair on their, on their backs. Oh, can they? Whereas with bikini and figure, for example, they have to they get judged on their backs. So they have to take the hair off. Yeah. Back. So again, it changes from class to class, yeah. and that, also federation to federation. How do you keep sane and not <clears> constantly <throat> worry about how you look? Is it more a case of just objectify of, of making detaching yourself? I think from, a lot. I think detaching a lot, yourself from your physique. So that's my physique, yeah, and I, I'm me. And I'm I not think a lot. Thing. A lot of people don't. Yeah. And I've been there before. And there's the the the, the thing called bigorexia. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Oh, we just get obsessed with getting bigger. And it doesn't necessarily mean getting bigger. It means just being in shape in general. Yeah. So, for example, a lot of people on prep get it because when you're on prep, you you want to be the best you've ever been. You know, mm. you're like, I need to be good. Yeah. And so, if you look at yourself and you're not. You still look amazing, but you look at yourself in a different so way. So, prep is the is the run up to the prep. Event. Yeah. So, when I say prep, that means we're like we're dieting, we're getting ready for competition. Yeah. Um, preparing. That's what it means. Um, so yeah, a bit like bigorexia or body dysmorphia is probably a more commonly used term mm. where people look at themselves and they're like, oh, I look, I look crap. I'm not looking great, and then 
they'll look back on they'll look back on themselves six months yeah. later and be like, oh shit, I looked insane. <laughs> but it's hard to feel good when you when you feel your body feels hungry, isn't it? Sometimes yeah, yeah, you feel drained. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. When I go when you when you're starving, you know you've just got to go to bed hungry. Yeah. It's the worst so. What's the thing. calorie swing for you? Because at the moment you said you're about six thousand calories a day. Yeah, I'm on about just under six thousand at the moment, and I've been down under a thousand before. <sighs> wow, that, that was awful basically that was when i was doing classic bodybuilding and classic yeah. bodybuilding is essentially weight classed bodybuilding oh. so uh, for your height so for your height you have to be a certain weight so yeah. i'm six foot one so my weight on stage could be no more than 220 pounds which okay. is about 100 kilos yeah and from my off season i came down from about 118 119 so i had near you know just under 20 kilos to lose I yeah my girlfriend said to me <laughs> that's nearly three and a half stone. Like, that's a lot of weight. And I was like, come on, I, I got this, I got this. Anyway, so I got... But you down... don't, you're trying to do that without burning too much muscle. Muscles are Yeah, but the thing the is, I think five weeks out, I was about 105, 106 kilos and I looked amazing. I looked so really? good, but I still had to lose five. I was like, sh- like there was no fat on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I had to lose five, six kilos of what was essentially muscle. Yeah. I was. I, I got to the weight, but I looked worse. And were you sort of dehydrating immediately before the weight? I was dehydrated. Yeah. I was cramping on stage and everything. It was, it was, that, was wow. that was the worst I've ever been at to use a, a certain type of diuretic as well to help get Jeez. more water out of my body. They've got to worry about that, haven't they? Because they worry about it in boxing. People, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, yeah. it's worse in boxing and, and UFC <clears throat> and combat sports yeah. because they're getting hit in the head afterwards and they think the dehydrated state <laughs> yeah. isn't, isn't great to yeah. be in. But it's still, they've got to worry about, I guess it's just it's choosing your weight class, isn't it? And being yeah, honest about where it fits. And, and that was the first time I did classic and the last time I did classic <laughs> yeah. because I was like, there's absolutely no chance because like, you because you're naturally heavy for your height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. and I mean like I love bodybuilding and there's an element of suffering and it being hard and you know if it was easy everyone would do it all that kind of stuff yeah. but that was I had to do under 1000 calories and 800 calories a day for 2 weeks. I mean generally taller people are heavier but it's a bit of a simplistic system that isn't it because it doesn't yeah. reflect people's <clears throat> genes and, and no, the, yeah, weight, exactly. the weight that they naturally yeah. carry because some it, some people might be tall and naturally light. Yeah, yeah, exactly that and it's that that for me that was that was not enjoyable. Like there was there was hard prep and then there was that was suffer that was full suffering. Yeah. And I, I I'm kinda glad I did it because I I've showed to myself how far I can really take it. But if I had to do that again I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because one, it was incredibly unhealthy and two, I just didn't enjoy it at all. Even on stage, I didn't enjoy the stage periods. It's great it's great talking to you because you can definitely tell obviously you know exactly what you're talking about. But I suppose yeah. like I say it's a visual thing and if you go to Joe's Instagram page you can see all his pictures and everything and and, and the videos. Do you because that's a marketing tool for your coaching yeah, as well, I know yeah, you're doing niche sure. coaching, but do you feel, do you find sort of like because you know traditionally in the gym if you're looking at yourself in the mirror everyone thinks you're a poser don't they is, <laughs> yeah. that, is that still weird when you when you because you have to but you have to that's part of the job you yeah, have to look yeah. at what you have I to mean, look at the progress you when make. I look at myself in the mirror I'll do it like I'll take my top off and I'll do bodybuilding poses so that I look I can objectively look at myself yeah I'm not, not vain just, I'm yeah. not vainly looking <laughs> at myself yeah oh, you did that 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> well, well, everyone does but that's yeah. part of the reason people go to the gym is they want to look better so it's part it's, yeah it's, 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 the, it's the kind of the level at which you, you yeah, think about it yeah definitely but I'm more I'm definitely more objective about the way I look at myself now like yeah. when I'm at home I'll look like I do look at myself like on the daily I'm like oh, how am I getting on sort of judging myself sort yeah. of thing and just going like, you know need to work on this work on that or or I'm doing well I'm looking good sort of thing you know and how does so, your girlfriend find it as well because does she sort of she's get a, you obsessed about talking about yourself or she, she she's, like a, she's a pro athlete is she she's she's professional is she she's, what does she do she's a professional figure athlete is she so she she does what I do in the female oh, categories okay, yeah. so she, and she's pro so she's 
She's... So do you sort of comment on each other's body, or is it like yeah, faux yeah, I mean, to do that? Like yeah, no, like it's you know, and it's your yeah. partner. It's kind yeah. of difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. No, it, well, anyone finds out, don't they? If you say to you, you can never say to you, my wife, like, oh, you've put a bit away. Yeah, or she yeah. says No, I mean, it to be fair, because we're both coaches as well, so we both got a good eye for how people look. So we, we'll help each other in a constructive manner. Yeah. Like we both have separate coaches. Um, but obviously we, we help each other out with on the daily with different things and how we're looking. If she asked me to take a you know progress photos, I'll do that for. Do you her. share food prep and things then as, uh, as well? well? I've got a, I've got a food sponsor, so they oh, right. send me all my food, which is awesome. Oh, that's but cool. she, she used to we used to and she used to uh, do a lot of the cooking and she's a really really good cook. So yeah, yeah. So but how many calories would she be taking in? She's probably on about seventeen fifty. Wow! Oh, is that because it's she's doing she's doing a mini cut at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, she'll bump up to probably like two and a half on a bulk. Yeah, and then potentially beyond that. But but um, you're doing double. What is that because the difference between men and women? Then triple. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) more more than triple. You're doing yeah. Yeah, but if you think about it, I'm weighing like well, I'm nearly double what she weighs. Oh, okay. She weighs what sixty. 66 kilos something like that yeah so yeah I'm not a, not a lot far off being double her body weight no so it's just maintenance the body weight of the, <laughs> yeah exactly the so she, she's just doing a little she's gone on a bulk and then now she's just doing a little so, so the, back. slightly different it's a couple life though I suppose you can't have the same do you have the same meal together I suppose you get your own food from your prep yeah, so you're so, having that romantic sit down yeah, no we, we, we do like we're in off season at the moment so we do make an effort to go out and have food and yeah. do, do stuff together you know it's not like it, on prep it's different is prep is prep and you're very like we can't do anything yeah. really um, you can't go out for meals we could go out for we still because you worry about the energy outlay as well yeah like yes and no not so much about the energy outlay when I'm on prep because I don't mind burning a little bit more on prep yeah. steps and stuff and I'm actually because my weights come down and fitter I can get away with it yeah um but yeah, we'll go out for like I'll go and have a diet coke. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's you know it's not amazing, but it's uh, it's good to keep sane sort of thing to see and stay in the house the whole time. No, no, no. You know, when I, when I was young, when I was younger, like initially when I was competing, I wouldn't go out. I'd stay in. Mm. But now I've done it a lot more times. I'm more I'm confident in my ability to go out and be around people eating and drinking and not want to get involved. You know what I mean? Because my my want to win is greater than my want to eat a burger. Yeah, but your strength for I suppose you've got a why of why you're doing it, and why you why you're sort of abstaining from stuff. But I suppose mm-hmm. that's the thing when you look at wider society because you're at the extreme end of, of a certain type of fitness. But yeah. you look at type two uh, obesity, type mm-hmm. two diabetes, obesity, mm-hmm. all the problems we're facing in the in the Western world. Is it is it an issue of, of willpower? Or do you have sympathy for people that <clears throat> perhaps you don't have a goal to orientate mm-hmm. towards? Because we've got this environment around us. Be careful, very, I don't offend but the, environment, but the environment we live around is, it is conducive to mm. A, not exercising because we've got cars and everything's set up for I us. Think people I, sit in desks and then it's the sugary foods all around yeah, us as well. I, I think as a whole, we have a lazy mindset uh, yeah. as humans. Things have become, things are so easy now. Yeah. We can order food to our house, you know, or to our work. We can just walk out, grab stuff. It's so easy to just do, it's harder. Is that like a primeval drive because in the old days we would have needed to save we needed to rest right but yeah. that, that that instinct now is, is almost killing us in a way isn't yeah, it? Definitely. We need to, need to yeah definitely and I mean, I mean I think people nowadays they say they want it or they say they want to do something but they don't their actions don't show what their words say do you know what I mean yeah so you know I, I've had it a lot of times with previous PT clients they'll come to me and you know like I said to you before we start the podcast I had clients before and they, they'll come in they'll work hard when they're with me for our session mm. and then you know I'll give them information on how to you know sort of construct their lives outside of that with regards to food and training and stuff and you know they'll come back the next week we'll have a chat and I'm like yeah they, they just kind of 
don't really do it. So it's got to come. It's got to come from an external force. From this is me, ge- this is general members of the public as well. Yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah I'm not... talking about I'm talking yeah. about general general people here. Yeah? yeah, I mean anyone who's a bodybuilder or an athlete, they don't need to be. They don't need to find. They don't need any external motivation. It all comes from. It's all intrinsic. Which is why you've now moved into mainly training other bodybuilders. Yeah, exactly that. Because I know um, my methods and what I do with regards to coaching works. So when I get someone who I know has a why, like we said about, or a goal, yeah. and I will program for them based on you know sort of their consultation form what yeah. they've told me. It's weird that we don't think that, that everyone's why isn't <clears throat> to not necessarily to live longer because drugs can keep you alive now quite yeah, a long time but it's yeah. more about wanting to live well isn't it and, and looking after sometimes it's an attachment from our bodies thinking um you know it, it, they're not me but maybe yeah. if your body's here if you keep your body in good nick then it's going to be a, a happier life yeah exactly that and i don't understand why some people want to live an unhealthy life i just i can't get my head around it no. like don't get me wrong i love going out for burger and chips and, yeah. and having a pint here and there off-season, obviously. Yeah, well, because yeah, <laughs> what do you do with alcohol? Because alcohol's like, quite calorific, what, what, isn't like it? When I, when I was younger, um, playing rugby and stuff, obviously, I used to drink, yeah. drink quite a lot, but it's I don't really drink don't drink at all anymore, really. Okay. I suppose it's the effect the next day as well, of um, being yeah, tired. Well, and... Like, and, and food, like, if I drink, I won't be able to eat and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, or you'd only want to have a fry-up, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think when your goals are at a certain level, you need to sort of make certain sacrifices. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, if it was like my dad's 50th or something like that, <laughs> I'd go probably go and have a bit, depending what time of the year it was. Yeah. You know, if I was on prep, I wouldn't at all. Yeah. If I was off season, then, you know, it was my girlfriend's birthday or something, I'd just sit down and have a... Well, drink, well have a you talk about health of the public. Drinking's a big part of our culture as well, isn't yeah, it? People yeah. drink probably too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, huge. And I think it's okay to drink, but people don't realise how many calories are actually in alcohol. Yeah. There's so many, like so many, especially things like wine, beer. You have a couple Guinness. of pints, it's like a meal, isn't it? Yeah, really? oh, easily, 100%. You can get over a thousand calories in, in a few pints, like... Mm. No worries, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which could be half of someone's daily intake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to burn that thousand calories is going to take them ages. It's yeah. not, not going to happen. That's a scary thing if you do CV on the machines in the gym, isn't it? When you actually look at the calorie yeah. out, outlay yeah. for even doing an hour CV, you probably yeah. only burn three, four hundred calories. Yeah, exactly that, and it's crazy. You know, going going back to that time when I told you I was doing the classic bodybuilding, the weight class stuff. Yeah. When I was eating eight hundred calories a day, I was doing two thousand calories a day cardio. Whoa. So and I was getting it done in a thousand in an hour. Whoa. on the Stairmaster intense it was horrendous so on, on no food I think my body had, had adapted yeah. to being on that low food because I could function I was completely screwed but yeah. <laughs> I could just about <laughs> function so, so what so what are the major muscles as a bodybuilder that you, is it is it the biceps triceps and everything everything, everything. everything. like I said it's, ba- it's balanced proportions it's everything if, you, yeah. if you're missing something it will be noticed yeah you know so that's a problem as well because everyone likes doing the gym work that, that, that yeah. suits them because some yeah. people are like bicep curls some people like deadlifts and, and, that, and that's that's why at a higher level of bodybuilding you, you you lose you lose all that that kind of goes out the window because we want to be the best we can be on stage so yeah. we'll work on weaker areas rather than work on our stronger areas because it's fun <laughs> so, I mean, we still, for example i know people that have had overpowering legs for example and they've stopped training quads for four months just to try and reduce the size yeah yeah, yeah. well not to necessarily reduce but to let everything else catch up yeah to, to balance out you know? yeah so you've got to look at yourself objectively again and just decide what do i need so if you look at yourself and you you know your triceps are small then you need to get some extra work on triceps not be like concentrating on your biceps yeah, yeah. so yeah but obviously I, I, I like a so do you try do you train a different body part every day or do you do no so like i said i do the push pull leg split so yeah. on on push day for example that will like i said consist of chest arms um upper body abs yeah 
uh, shoulders. So it's quite a lot. And our sessions take two and a half to three hours. So pushes abs, is it? Is that what you sit ups and stuff? Um, or do you do? Uh, well, we just I tag abs onto the end. Of, you can yeah. tag abs onto the end of anything, to be honest. But um, push is like thinking about it. That's a push Bench exercise. Press, yeah. Yeah. That's a push exercise. Yeah. That's a push exercise. Yeah. So up down. This, the viewers can't press. see yeah, any no, of that. No, but. Listeners, yeah. <laughs> but you're doing so you're doing kind of like a, a chest press up, a, a sort of shoulder press up, and then a, a bench press. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, I usually go through two to three compound exercises, and the compound exercise is like a, a larger muscle group exercise, like mm. for example, like a bench press or a dumbbell shoulder press or something like that. They're, they're more compound exercises. We'll do like a heavy progressive loading on those exercises. Yeah. And then we'll move on to more uh, ancillary uh, sort of exercises, like smaller isolated muscle groups. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you do sort of biceps sort of yeah, yeah, stuff and triceps. Yeah, yeah. And we, like, we, we do train, like, obviously, biceps and triceps. Um, but it, we, I won't do just an arm session, for example. No, no. no. I feel like that's too small a muscle group to work on in one session yeah in my opinion do you train how many days a week do you train uh i do two on one on one off one on (laughs) so i have a a five day split so i do push pull rest legs rest repeat Uh, so rest either side of legs and how important is the rest component of that incredibly important like when i was younger i used to train all the time thinking more is better yeah and um it's not in fact and i don't want to say less is more either but what is best is what you can recover from. Yeah. So do as much as you can that you can recover from. Yeah. Uh, if you get to a point um, where you're waking up and you're like, you feel smashed, you, you're not recovering. Mm. And you've got, to, you've got to look at the variables that you can control to work on that recovery. Like we said, sleep, st- stress, yeah. digestion, rest, all that kind of stuff. How, how, how important sleep do you... Do you document your sleep or do you find it more relaxing to just sleep oh, and not Some do, it? some don't. I don't personally, but I, don't, I sleep quite well. I yeah. don't. I, don't. Well, I think, but it's funny, my, I think if I was documenting, I'd be stressing about it. So I'd be waking yeah, up thinking how I mean. much of I slept. Yeah, and... you know, people wear obviously the watches and I've got the apps yeah. and things like that. And I think it's, I think if you want to do that, that's another variable to really look at. Yeah. Personally, I do sleep okay. How many so hours do you try and get a night? I try and get a minimum seven. Yeah. Sometimes, if I get eight, so between seven and eight, I'm really good. Yeah. Sometimes I might get six. Yeah. I, I can. I'm still good on that. And do you? Do, you're an early starter. Do you go to the gym and work out early? No. no. <laughs> I, I, we train at one p.m. every day. Oh, okay. well, one p.m. every day that we train. Yeah. So it's regulated. So I know I have two meals in before I train. You said you came to the gym from the gym this morning. Did you? I was you? working. Working. Yeah. Oh, a few right. clients. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What bodybuilding clients? Yeah. No. No. Normal general population. Oh, clients. Okay. But you're continuing yeah. getting out of that work. Yeah. So at the end of March, uh, in four weeks' time, I'm handing in my notice and I'll be fully online. Ah, which is yeah. cool it's exciting yeah yeah so yeah like like 95 so people send you requests online then you devise programs exactly that yeah and like you said like social media is my biggest platform Instagram people contact me via there yeah. based on the information that I put out we'll have a chat discuss uh, have a consultation phone call and they'll come on board and program for them and we'll go from there wow that's amazing yeah it's great so um, yeah because the sleep thing is interesting because I've mentioned to you that people probably say cry me a river because I'm working at Sky Sports but it's like <laughs> I do shift work we work on a, a new sports channel and sometimes you know I'm getting home at one or two in the morning other times mm-hmm. I'm getting up at two or three in the morning and that's interesting with training because I do have to be realistic not that I'm training for a goal like you are but mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that you know that those days when I'm knackered it's better just to go for a swim or something than it is to yeah, try and do anything kind of like I've got a few heavyweights who are on shift patterns themselves and it's it's hard it is hard to because you can't have a set yeah. set routine yeah and routine is what we use to kind of regulate everything so when you don't have routine you can't regulate sleep yeah and often sleep rest. has been a thing that gets squeezed but then the more research comes out about how important it is for your overall yeah, healthy stuff 100%. Think, oh, Sometimes, and you need really need to prioritize sleep and like, if you have to plan 
like I need to go to bed by X time because yeah. I know I'm going to be up at Y. Yeah. Then it is what it is, isn't it? Just go and get. Do you find the exercise, the amount of exercise you do helps you sleep? Though, do you feel? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, tired yeah. At the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. On training days, especially, I'll come home and I'll have my post workout food, and I, I quite often nap in the day. I yeah. get like sort of thirty to to an hour nap most days. I think that's important. Like again, that's another thing. Good thing for shift work is if you're not getting yeah. enough sleep, try and get a nap in. Yeah, I find like, that even a fifteen minute nap 50, sometimes it's can perfect. Well, they, yeah. they actually say study, studies say twenty minutes is like the perfect mm. time because it doesn't allow you to get into your deep REM cycle sleep. Yeah, and the, and then you can get out of it. Feel but fresh. it just seems to clear your brain a bit. Yeah, it? yeah, it's definitely. Hundred percent. There's there's nothing worse is there when when you're so tired. Yeah, your eyes are going and you can't you can't sleep. There's something circadian rhythm in that mid afternoon, isn't there? Yeah, like two or three. Yeah. o'clock, you just feel yeah. that kind of low that you yeah. just you feel like you can't. Especially after you've had lunch or something like mm-hmm. that, you feel like you can't. I tell you what, one one good thing about tracking your sleep on those the phone apps and things like that is that you can track your circadian rhythm and your REM sleep cycle and stuff like that so you can see at what time would be the perfect time for you to wake oh, so you okay. can send set you you can get your phone to wake you up yeah within the good time so when you're kind of only light asleep yeah so it wakes you up in a heavier sleep you kind of wake up groggy yeah it's so, horrible. so that that is another good thing i tend to wake up quite well but talk about sleep would you think ever about having kids and stuff would that be yeah uh, definitely I, I definitely want kids um not just yet i think we've got a few more things yeah. we want to want to do well, yeah it's funny because when you're involved in something so extreme as, as what you're doing i'm even a, I mean, a guy who's a professional snooker player and he said that when he had a kid he almost retired quite soon afterwards because he couldn't feel like he justified like 10 hours in a in a room when <laughs> yeah. his wife was trying to look after the baby it was like yeah it's not to, fair is it it's yeah. quite hard to sort well, of have that focus and that's the thing because she does the same thing as well we both yeah. obviously compete we travel around the world competing like right now it's just not not the right time yeah i'm like i said i'm 30 this year in a month and this is a good age for bodybuilding right yeah like i said i'm coming into i would say i'm not even anywhere near my peak yet Mm. i'm still still vastly improving i've still got lots to improve on which is cool do you feel that a year on year you can look at your body and think oh that has yeah yeah definitely definitely especially now the way i'm training with structure like we said progressive Mm. overload all those things coming together there's no way that i won't improve no unless i don't do that but yeah. i am doing that if that makes sense yeah that's that's like is that the point when bodybuilders retire is when they think oh i've pretty much maxed out in terms of uh either that or they fall out of love with it yeah. or they have a kid or they have other life things they want to get on with you know they've grown to start a business or whatever it, yeah because there might come a time you think i just need a break from the gym potentially yeah as yeah. well because bodybuilding itself like just bodybuilding doesn't not going to make you much money mm. unless you're unless you're competing top 10 in the olympia yeah which is you know of that's the creme de la creme that's like you know getting because the competition money isn't, isn't yeah hard. like competition money at the olympia is good i think it's like half a mil is it what yeah. if you win it yeah if you win it but still half a mil compared to like, like you know like a golf tour so yeah, yeah nothing yeah. is it yeah golf you know, is bizarre the amount you know of money I mean? the pga tour yeah or the yeah. f1 drivers do you yeah know what i mean like yeah. for the bet to be the best at your sport in the world yes however these guys what what we would make our money on is sponsors endorsements and things like that um so that's kind of have you got good sponsors then? Yeah, I've got an amazing sponsor, a company called Trained by JP. And mm. The guy who runs it's called Jordan Peters. He's actually my coach. Oh, right. Um, so they sponsor me all sort of um, nutritional products, um, paid wage as well, which is fantastic. It's helped support me through my bodybuilding career. Yeah. Um, and then obviously off the back of that, 
But the nutrition, you're eating 6,000 calories a day. I mean, the food bill's quite big, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, like I said, I've huge. also got a food sponsor as oh, well. Right. Um, uh, they're called My Lunchbox. Um, sneaky plug. Yeah, no, <laughs> go for it. And, uh, you know, they're, they're amazing. They're, they're a family-run business. And they're mm. from Bista, actually. You know, oh, right. know Bista, oh, yeah, yeah. And the food is just amazing. Paul's Shopping village at Bista. Yeah, that's drag, it. Drag yeah, there no, a few yeah, times, but, yeah. Yeah, well, they're actually looking at opening somewhere in there as well, I think, oh, to have uh, some live food. But, yeah, no, the Paul used to be a, um, a chef himself, so the food... Is it organic food? Yeah, all proper like yeah. proper good food um organic good um great meat stuff like that it's not cheap it's proper mm. so you stuff, so. What, what's your basis food then is it is it meat and, and rice yeah pretty much strong men do that yeah they? so like, you have lots of lots and lots of chicken mince rice pasta oats um granola granola is a good one because it's very high in calories mm. um for what for what it is ah, it's okay. lower volume um, the thing is when you're eating so much chicken and rice for example <laughs> it's it's a lot of volume but the calories are not as high compared no. to the volume of what it is no. so you've got to look at what are sort of caloric um, calorically dense foods so I actually have a lot of things like peanut butter nuts oh, yeah. uh, avocados and extra virgin olive oil so the volume you get a lot of calories yeah olive oil yeah. so, so I make yeah. a shake for example have my 50 grams of whey in it put say 120 grams of granola in it i put 30 mils of extra virgin olive oil in it yeah you know that's and what 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 are the rules on the old mexican supplements in bodybuilding is it is it steroids and stuff are outlawed or uh, are they... no it's not outlawed uh, no. there there are competitions there's drug-free competitions yeah and then any competition that's not said as drug-free is yeah. not drug-free it's, yeah it was not but that's yeah. that's scary that hormonally sense. as well though isn't it because if yeah. you take that it can shut off your natural testosterone yeah 100 there's the thing is though, there's so many ways and means it can be controlled nowadays you know you've got blood tests you've got yeah. doctors and things and what's dangerous i believe is when younger people see bodybuilders and then if they're like oh, i want to look like that and then they go and use steroids to without shortcut, without yeah. to get a shortcut yeah without having first put in the work yeah trained for at least five years even dieting yeah. and then they don't know really what they're taking they don't know they don't know where they got it from they might have bought it from the dark web or yeah. whatever you yeah. don't know what the hell's in it yeah and then they don't know what the side effects are they don't know whether they need to do post-cycle therapy or not yeah uh, they do but they yeah. don't know that yeah um you know there's certain there's so many sort of oh the psychotherapy for the mood swings and stuff yeah i mean all, all, all that kind of i mean post-cycle therapy with regards to what you said about hormones yeah because if you just take it you can get your hormones right out of whack yeah um then post-cycle therapy is designed to bring everything back to sort of a yeah. normal base range however so would you and your girlfriend take supplements like that would you uh, I, I do yeah yeah so to get to the kind of level that i'm at now yeah so i didn't used to when i was younger but then now i've gone into open class bodybuilding yeah it's just it's part and parcel of mm. of bodybuilding yeah like it is any anyone who's competing in bodybuilding will be usually 100 mm. percent. and how do you feel do you get mood swings and stuff from it or not no not really because no. like i said we've got sort of doctors and people that we have to help us and we get regular blood tests to check that everything's sort of in check. And you know what? It's a debate in boxing. Obviously, there's a there's a lethal component to it, but people getting tested and and, and found to have mm-hmm. performance enhancing drugs, and then they they're going back into it. There's a lot of people saying you know, see, with, you're dicing with, people's lives. With, with that, yeah. that that's wrong in my opinion. That's wrong yeah. because that's cheating. Yeah, but they're also that, saying that people maybe should legalize it because so many people are doing it. It would be inter- it would be interesting. Yeah. I'd love to see a steroids Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine Usain Bolt on it. <laughs> Running sub nine, yeah, yeah, but you know, well, we just hope that all the, all these heroes aren't on it in that sense. Well, but you think well, the argument in boxing is that then it's a level playing field, but then there'll be people who don't want to take yeah, it. Yeah, exactly that, so and it's, it's not yeah. fair ethically, hundred yeah. percent. And like, 
Um, me, like, I'm pretty open about it now. Like I said, with regards to my sponsor, we but you're all... not hitting anyone or being hit, are you? No, and and also it's it's allowed in my sport. Yeah, it's part and parcel of the sport. Yeah, no one's cheating. It's not it's not not allowed. It's not it's not like we're doing it quietly or no. anything like that. If they if they tried to regulate against it, it would almost be counterproductive because then they'd have you wouldn't have a level playing field. Yeah, no, no, and obviously there there is there is the the section for drug free. Bodybuilding yeah. as well for the guys who don't want to. Yeah, and that's that's cool. So it caters for. That'd for be quite everybody. interesting to compare the two, actually, wouldn't it? See, hundred percent. But like I said, it, it's so important, and I have, like I said, with regards to my sponsor, Trained yeah. by JP, is a membership site, and on there it's all about educating people on obviously training nutrition, but also stuff like using bloods, yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff. Because this is for a lot of the younger guys coming through into bodybuilding now, who. They're going to do it anyway, mm. so they may as well be told how to do it get properly. Get the right source. And do it properly, get your bloods done, speak to a doctor. Do you know what, what about I mean? cre- creatine as well? You... Yeah, no, creatine is fine. It's probably the most widely... Who would you take that though? Yeah. Creatine, yeah. Creatine is probably the most widely researched supplement yeah. in, in sporting. No, a lot of people sporting do, yeah, the world. But, yeah. Yeah, creatine is to- totally fine. But you'd, be- you'd, be- you'd benefit from that, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, creatine is a-, a great supplement. Yeah, Any- Anyone can use that you, natural t- supplement. When you came from powerlifting, were you tempted to go into the, the world's strongest man in that competition? Oh, uh, no, I was never strong enough for that. Really? No, no, because that's, that's like that's a whole nother kind yeah. of fish the world's strongest man obviously that's strong man events not powerlifting so that's different and by the way I just wanted to say when I was powerlifting I wasn't using anything back then no no of course not yeah. it wasn't until I was like late 20s till I was yeah. started using stuff for no, appreciate specifically it. for bodybuilding yeah, yeah. no um, I appreciate being honest because I didn't know about that and obviously yeah, yeah. coming from a sports background where it's it's illegal in those sports I realised that it possibly wasn't in, in bodybuilding yeah no so it's, it's not and this is like obviously I know this podcast is going out to a lot of people who are not don't know about bodybuilding yeah so i just wanted to just be clear that it's allowed in our sport yeah. it's a, yeah. it is allowed and it is part of our sport however there is the in in the kind of the public scene steroids are looked at as bad because of some of the horror stories that mm. there have been and there have been many with but that's an argument to, with a lot of even like marijuana isn't it people yeah, say yeah, yeah. That, that it's better to be out in the light and, and, and regulated and people educated because yeah. the problem is with misuse and 100 percent. i mean I, and i'm not saying regulate it for any of the sports absolutely not because i believe in i believe in drug-free sport and i yeah. always, and i always have done and like i just said to you a minute ago with regards to the guys coming out you know boxing testing positive mma testing positive that is cheating and mm. that is wrong and I'm very, I'm an ethical person. I, I'm, yeah. I'm using for a sole goal that if I didn't, I'd get left behind. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do what yeah. I do. Yeah, well, they're transparently yeah. saying that, that yeah, people yeah, are yeah. doing that. So that's 100%. That's, and, and I actually believe um, that there's a lot more people than we, that we know that use in tested sport. Yeah, no, I think that's a big fear. You remember about the Russian scandal mm. and watching, the, what was it, Icarus? State-sponsored. Literally yeah. state-sponsored, like came all the way down from Putin. Yeah. And the amount of people that were using it and getting away with it because they were using and then their tests were yeah. being swapped out and things well, like that. Well, the effect that. it was having that on... Is just, yeah, the effect it had on women in, in certain parts of the Soviet Union yeah. stuff back in the time was pretty horrific, actually, yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. of that, what, what the, res- the results of it. But yeah, you think strongman, because it's it's carrying, it's towing trucks, it's yeah. lifting boulders, it's a sort yeah. of like... It's injuries, it's, special, it's injuries, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because like you said they do similar training to you, but I guess they're training, they're not trying to get cut, they're generally yeah, they're yeah. big guys who... Who are hugely muscly, but they're not kind of cut from granite. They carry carry yeah, bolts. Yeah, it them. doesn't matter how they look whatsoever. They just need to be as big and as strong. And the best strong men tend to be taller as well. Yeah, you know, you're looking at people like Hapthor Bjornsson, 
and Brian Shaw. That's six eight of those. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's just under seven foot. To be honest, he's ridiculous. Wow. But they're like you know looking at four hundred pounds, but they're not even. There's an English dude that's competing in his fifties, isn't there? What's his? Oh, uh, Mark Felix. Mark Felix. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's Actually, I think he's like fifty two now. Yeah, and he's still still qualifying for world's strongest man. Yeah, I think he's got one of the best deadlifts in the UK as well, which is cool. So you know that it's uh, it's a fantastic sport. I love watching it every year. Stay in touch with that. You know, obviously we had Eddie Hall who won the yeah. the world's strongest man, and he's got the. Um, record for the deadlift. There's a lot of the analysis kilos. now, doesn't he? As a pundit, I think I like because I used to watch it. I used to love it as a kid. It's yeah, just he does. Not see, what yeah. Human, see what human beings can do. The, <laughs> yeah. the potential for human. Hundred percent. And I, I'm actually gutted that he didn't carry on with it because I think he would have been unbeatable for a few years. Yeah. I think why he stopped was one health, and two he wanted to spend more time with his family. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously pushing your body at that limit at that level is. Yeah, you know it's difficult. And the it's thing difficult. is, for you, you can go on longer because you're less likely when you you know pulling a truck, the strain on your back and all that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. You're more likely yeah. to get some pretty serious injuries. Yeah. But what 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 what's your next few years then? Do you think just get cumulatively getting bigger and and sort of yeah, just do, just doing it um, controlled, just making sure I'm growing muscle, not fat. Mm. Um, just taking my time, making sure that I don't lose the quality because a lot of the guys, they'll they will abuse drugs. Yeah. And the, it can it can give you a different look. You can get like a distended stomach. Mm. And I, like I said, I've come from that classic bodybuilding look, which is almost like the classic era, Frank Zane, things like that, where they had those just almost like beautiful bodies yeah. that just look like statues. Yeah. And you've um, got to practice the posing as well. Oh, you? I saw you put yeah, video up of yeah. that and all the kind of... Yeah. That's, that, 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 <laughs> that element of it is you might have all the muscles in the world, but if you can't pull the poses exactly back, and you, have to, you said the transition from one pose to another. Yeah, transition is so important. It's not just about hitting a... Anyone can hit the pose, it's about moving from pose to pose, flowing, having that level of fluidity, almost like a ballet dance. You know, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger did ballet posing. Did he? Yeah, he so learned you've got to have a rhythm to ballet, it, yeah. I've got no rhythm, so I'll probably be terrible, even if I didn't get the... I've never used to have rhythm. It's a learning skill uh, and it's something again like any sport you need to practice but... so you're better dancer now do you think uh, poof, no I'm no. terrible <laughs> dancing <laughs> no. ask my missus she's like what are you doing you're yeah. embarrassing me yeah. <laughs> talk about yourself onwards and upwards though it's brilliant yeah that's it and the goal is this year to turn professional um, and I've got it's cool it's got like a once I turn professional it's just going to be is that based on sponsorship money or is that based uh, on just a status well my sponsorship money will double when yeah. I when I do GoPro, which is and it's an incentive, but obviously I'm not I'm not driven by money. It's mm. it's just a cool thing. However, um, just just to have the pro status, IFBB pro status, which is prestigious, then that to me just means oh, you have to world. earn that. Do you from the government yeah, body? Yeah, you, yeah, you you have to earn that by like I said at the British finals. When I do that, I have to win my class and I have to win the overall. If I win the overall, I win a pro card. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so. didn't realize because it's like boxing. You just once you decide to turn pro, I didn't realize. Yeah, no, it's not. You have to earn pro. Yeah. You have to win a certain level of show. Like there's different levels of show, and you have to win one of the sort of the top tier shows, an amateur Olympia or British finals or something like that, and. uh so yeah, that's the goal this year, turn pro. And then I think that will obviously help catapult and scale my business again even yeah. more. Like it's going crazy at the moment and hopefully it will just help it even more. Just another... Helping other bodybuilders on the way. Who exactly. might end up competing with, which yeah, is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would be funny. Imagine yeah. competing against one of my own clients. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would put us into different shows yeah. for sure. You'd have to start giving them different... <laughs> different yeah, 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 yeah. Go light, go light this week. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. take it Four easy. Four hours cardio, bro. Burn all that muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> but Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate it coming over, especially when you're in the middle of such a, a sort of heavy regimen. No, it's all good. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, inviting me down. It's been good to talk. No, it's great. I sent a link. You only live around the corner, actually, to me in Cheltenham, so I have to catch up for a coffee. Yeah, 100%. Always keep that, mate. Keep a healthy influence for me, definitely. <laughs> yeah, good. No, mate, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Thank nice you, bud. Thanks. Lovely.
Cheers, guys. I hope you like that. Do uh, rate it on iTunes if you do as well. Sports and life. Get in touch. And Joe, uh, quickly, Joe, it's just Joe Ballinger Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, it's Joe Ballinger Fitness. So at Joe Ballinger Fitness. And you're on Facebook as well, I believe. Uh, yeah, just literally Joe Ballinger. I got. I think it's Joe Ballinger Fitness is my kind of uh, athlete page. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, can't go wrong. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, so get in touch with Joe there. Follow it because it is really intriguing, actually, just to see the state of um, this guy in terms of his physical. <laughs> the state's probably the wrong yeah. word to say, but the condition is, is phenomenal. And so you can you can mark his progress there what, as well. What I would say is, if anyone has any questions, yeah, feel free to DM me and ask me about anything. Like I said, I'm I'm very open about talking about all the subjects that we discussed today. Yeah. So if you want to have any questions, like don't feel like any question is too stupid because it's not. Because if you don't know, you don't know <laughs> no. who. Do you know what I mean? Even if you are the four kilogram weight, you get, get <laughs> yeah, involved. Hundred percent. And I'm on uh, Instagram, Ed underscore Draper eighty one, but more active on Twitter, Ed Draper eighty one on there. I really appreciate you listening, guys, and hope to speak to you again very soon. Thanks.